Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. I am Mike Fenn. This is Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? I am doing well. Um, yeah, so, of course, this is our AEW review. Um, we should start with just a little news. This week, um, or actually, as, as of today, earlier today, Red Velvet has officially signed. Yeah, I so saw that's that, fun. and I thought she had always been signed. I didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, she was she was on a tier zero. Oh, okay. Um, and Cody had said that his plan was to have her signed. He said that he wanted her signed. So if Cody wants somebody to be signed, they're gonna get signed. Yeah, like that. I think she probably had been signed for a little while, and they were holding off on the announcement or until after the Shack match or. Mm-hmm. She got signed right after the Shaq match, and they held off on it. I don't really know why they did. I think it's there's a little bit where it's just they just like to create buzz, like just delay buzz to give it to you later for like a down week. Like this week is kind of a down week for them. Yeah, it so makes more sense to now that she's done the Shaq match and she's a little bit more well known now. Mm-hmm. So them saying she's signed now gets you know we're talking about it now, and I saw it all over Twitter. So. Well, yeah, because they signed Layla Hirsch. They officially signed Layla Hirsch last week. I would imagine that Red Velvet was signed as well at that same time. Mm -hmm. But they probably don't want to be like, hey, double whammies. They probably want to spread it out. Or sometimes it just takes time. Sometimes you have to sit down with your family and mull it over. Yeah, maybe she wanted to tell people first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, that was fun. Um, Then, uh, yeah, so this week's Dynamite. And you and I sort of discussed this. Normally after the show, we will, or during the show, we'll be like, hey, what'd you think of the show? And mm-hmm. we'll give our two cents. We didn't talk about this one, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's just sort of a nature of it being a lo- like a good but very low-key show. Yep. Like just nothing too memorable, no home runs. Just a like solid week of dynamite. Yeah, just effective and kind of with the uh, with the mid card as well. Mm-hmm. It was one of those mid card episodes, sort of. But you need those from time to time to because uh, mm-hmm. you it's impossible to have like a monumental show every week, and when you try it, doesn't always it doesn't come across. And so it's good to just have a normal episode, so that way mm-hmm. when you do have a big episode, it it's more meaningful and all that. Absolutely, yeah. So this week I said good. Not a great show, but a good one, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like there was no, there's nothing bad on this show. Which even on some of their great shows, there's things that are just like, ah, that was bad. Yeah, probably didn't need to be here. Um, okay, so it started with, which was absolutely the match of the night. I was shocked um, they started and, with this match too. Whenever I sat down to watch, I was like, oh, they're starting with this already. Well, yes and no. I thought with it being Kenny versus Seidel, I was just like, okay, they. I wouldn't think they would put Seidel in the main event. That's true. If it was a, a bigger guy, maybe. And it also, it makes sense based off of what happened later in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, involving one of these guys. I'll let you guess who that was. It's yeah. not a surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this was, uh, what, were your, what were your expectations for this one? Uh, you know... Pretty much what happened in the match, a good competitive back and forth match. I thought Kenny might be a little bit more dominant than he was, but I know they like to, even if it's like 
the world champ versus a guy who's not too high on the card. They they like to give the the I don't want to say weaker guy, but that's the only word I could think of. A, a lot of offense too to make them look good. And Kenny can sell really well. So yeah, I, I thought this match was excellent. Yeah, I thought uh yeah, I thought this was great. Um I'm I wasn't too surprised because Kenny doesn't he doesn't really like to squash people. Yeah, except for um, uh, that during the Eliminator tournament, but Unless there's a point to it. <clears throat> I was going to say, that set up his whole heel turn and everything, so that made sense. Mm-hmm. Like, those squashes were story squashes. Mm-hmm. Like, that that set up his heel turn. more. Whereas, like, that was like, against poor Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela that other time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when he, for example, when he faced Alan Angels, yeah, when they we first a... saw Alan Angels, when he wants to put someone over, he will put someone over. Yeah. And he and Matt Sydal will have known each other for a while because they were both in New Japan. Yeah, they uh, Excalibur was even talking about that. He talked about their New Japan matches and their PWG matches too. Mm-hmm. Which is very cool. Mm-hmm. And Sydal actually has, he's older and has more experience than Kenny, which is interesting that you won't often see that. Yeah. At least in AEW. Um, yeah, so. Which the story is crazy Sydal doesn't look that old at all. No, he doesn't. He looks fantastic. Yeah, that's the the that's what yoga will do for mm-hmm. you. Holy shit! Yeah, no, it makes me want to start doing it. I should probably get on that. If there was ever an ad for taking care of yourself with yoga and meditation, the Matt Seidel and his brother are mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and Serena Deeb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all all three of them. Yeah. So this match, uh, it came together because Seidel won. <clears throat> Excuse me. Seidel had beaten um, Nakazawa. Yeah, he beat Nakazawa on elevation, which Kenny said that if he did that, he would give him a shot to face Kenny Omega in an eliminator match. And if he won that eliminator match, he would give him a title shot. Mm-hmm. So this match was that eliminator match, which I kind of like. It's sort of like a number one, con- or it's not a number one contender match, which I like this. Yeah. Because. I was going to say, too, giving... it's like a number one contenders, but a number one contenders would be Seidel versus someone else. So. Well, because the number one contender is the guy who's ranked number one mm-hmm. in the rankings. So you shouldn't really be doing number one contender matches because then it undermines your rankings. Yeah. So they've done these matches, which is like, okay, if you beat me, you can skip the queue and yeah. you can face me. So I like that. That's that's a really smart way of getting around it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, yeah, and as you said... This match was a lot more even. Um, the uh, really fantastic match. The story of this match was the counters. Both yeah, men I was going to say just, the counters in this match were just spectacular. It was almost all counters mm-hmm. back and forth the whole time. Like you can't even like break the match down into beginning, middle, and end. It was just <clears throat> excuse me again. It was just these guys just showing their expert technical skills like just countering each other at the last possible second. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kenny, at the beginning, he seemed to be really relishing going hold for hold and technical move for move with Seidel, with Seidel coming into AW being like the technical guy. Yeah. Like he he's that guy right now. He's the, he's the technical savant. And yeah, they just went crazy in this with uh, with the with the counters and and Kenny Omega was was underestimating Seidel, of course, because mm-hmm. that's his character right now. But 
these guys were just spectacular. We had we had Kenny countering a top rope Hurricane Rana. Seidel countered a V trigger into a roll up. Um, Kenny caught a Meteora mid flight to yeah. to just to just hit a buckle bomb. That buckle on... bomb looked brutal because Seidel's so flexible, so he like bent over the top of the turnbuckle. Oh, a, it looked nuts. He's a selling machine. Yeah. He's a bump master. Like he he'll fold himself up and mm-hmm. he's not hurt at all because he's like Gumby. Yeah. Um in what might be one of my favorite counters ever, Sidel countered a one ring a one winged angel by just sort of leaning sideways, like falling sideways off of Kenny, bouncing with his chest off the ropes, back up onto Kenny, and then rolling him up yeah. into a into a victory roll for a near for a near fall. Yeah, and that was like counter of the match. That was like first time i saw it i was like what the hell just happened i couldn't even process it it was it was so cool and i was like oh my god that was the coolest counter in the world and then immediately kenny won yeah (laughs) immediately after that like seidel's on the ground just like oh i didn't get him and he turns his head v trigger Mm -hmm. (laughs) v trigger one winged angel done i was like holy shit that was so cool that was a fantastic finish Mm -hmm. and i looked online and twitter was just like yeah, that was fucking great. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, what a way to kick off the show, those two guys. Mm-hmm. So, were... oh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. So now me saying that I don't know why they put this on early makes sense now because mm-hmm. it was such a good match. So, oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, I, I looked online. There were indie wrestlers, like prominent indie wrestlers. I think uh, Lee Moriarty said uh, he's like, oh shit, I gotta go train with Seidel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Yeah, that counter that we just talked about was that if you haven't seen the match yet, try to find that counter. There's gifts of it all over Twitter. It's mm-hmm. it's nuts. Oh, it was fantastic. I liked during this match too, because uh, Don Callis was on commentary. He kept calling Matt Seidel a young kid. And Excalibur's like, he's older than he's older than Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't care. And then oh, there's another funny part where uh like they, they told Don Callis is like, you just you just talk to hear yourself to just hear yourself speak. And he's like, yeah, and everybody loves it. And then at one point he insulted Tony Khan and JR says, Tony Khan pays you, you idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it good. It's yeah. funny. They there's good banter on the commentary this time. Which it's yeah, it's been a nice change because we hadn't seen that since uh Kingston mm-hmm. and he he had overplayed that a bit. They went to that well too many times. Yeah, I remember that when he came out every week. First couple weeks is cool, but then like third mm-hmm. or fourth week, it's like, all right. Well. Yeah, space it out. And I guess it was a long enough time where it, was, it felt novel again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought, I, I gave that one four and a half. I thought yeah. that was great. It was an awesome match. Like it was, it was, it was as clean as you can get. It's so cool. <laughs> it was Matt Seidel's best match in AEW by a long stretch. Oh yeah, for sure. Which, like, like, if Kenny, like Kenny, it shows how great he is because everybody's best match is against Kenny. Yeah, I mean, Kenny <laughs> could have a awesome match with the the broom that the, the cleaner girls come out with. So, well, I mean, he has. Yeah, I was gonna say he's had matches with nine year old girls and everything. So, he has he, had one with a broom though. Yeah, oh, like no, it was a blow up doll. Yeah, yeah, that was somebody <laughs> else that did the broom. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, just. So good, and the the tag equivalent is the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The Bucks can do that with everybody as well. Yeah. Okay, so the next segment we had uh, 
a nice come down off of that, and it's Hangman versus Cesar Bononi. And this this was a squash. Yeah. It just is what it is. It was a squash match, but it was it was cool in that it was a squash match against a much bigger guy. So it wasn't like an overpowered hangman just destroying Ryan Nemeth, yeah. who is just lesser than him. And yes, Cesar Bononi is a lesser talent, but he's a much larger guy. Yeah, he's so, pretty large. Yeah, so he was able to pick up Hangman and Ragdoll him a little bit at times. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Hangman got his moves off, and it was done probably within three or four minutes. Yeah, it wasn't long at all. No, not long at all, but uh, nice to get Cesar in there. Mm-hmm. Getting some reps in. It's always good to see Hangman. Everyone loves Hangman. Yes. So let him... Yeah, it's good. it's good just to get him on screen. Yeah, let him build up some momentum. Wasn't there a segment before this with him and... Uh... Oh yeah. Johnny Hungy. You're right. Or, it was. It was uh it showed uh Johnny Hungy's in the back, he's with his boys, he's doing his little arm flex thing, yeah. and Hangman walks up to him and he says, Hey man, no matter what happens tonight, you know everybody back here has your back. <laughs> Which is just like, oh yeah. It's because they're so cute. I love Hangman with the, the Dark Order. It's so adorable. Well, because the whole time in AW nobody had Hangman's back, and that was his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Was that he felt nobody had his back? Yeah, and now he, he had he he sees what the Dark Order can do for somebody, mm-hmm. which is it's nice. And one thing, I'm not gonna, in case I forget to talk about this. This is just with Dark Order in general. I have liked that some of the roles in the Dark Order have shifted. When Brody Lee was around, um the lackey that Brody Lee would always talk down to and hit and treat like shit was always John Silver. Mm -hmm. And when Brody Lee left or when, once he regained when Brody Lee left, but also when he uh, gained his approval, he no longer did that to him. And now it's five. Yeah. Yeah. Five. And now the, the, now they all treat five like like shit. Yeah. (laughs) Before that was John Silver. Mm-hmm. But now it's sort of like John Silver is that guy to five now. Mm-hmm. And how John Silver took that role was John Silver stepped in front of a few a few bullets for Brody Lee. And now five is starting to do that yeah. for the other guys, which is kind of cool. Like I like to see the parallels there. Mm-hmm. So that's just in case I forget, I had that thought about five because it comes up again later. Okay, so next we had a little Archer promo, and this is good. This is Archer. He can cut promos now. He's a little better at it mm-hmm. in vignette form. Um, yeah. I was happy they didn't just have him interrupt Sting again. Yeah. So he essentially, the promo is, he's saying that without the icon, there would be no Lance Archer. In the past, he holds up Sting's bat, and he said, in the past, this bat meant that people paid attention to you. They paid attention to Sting. But he said that time has passed, and it's time that people start paying attention to Archer. And if they don't, the walls are going to come crashing down, and they're going to come crashing down on Sting. Sooner or later, the two of them are going to meet, and uh, essentially Archer's going to kill Sting. Yeah. And then that will likely start a feud with him and Darby. And uh, I'm all for that. I would hope that that would be the end of Darby's reign, because... I don't really want to see him beat Archer. Yeah, I think Archer's the perfect guy to end his TNT title run. Mm-hmm. 
There's a few guys that I want to see end Darby's run, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You see all these large men mm-hmm. like turning their attention toward Darby. Whether yeah, like that be Miro or Cage yeah. or Hobbs or any of these guys. Mm-hmm. It's For it's sure. good. <laughs> like I feel like he's gonna escape maybe like two or three of them and then one of them's just gonna catch him by the neck. Yeah. And just throttle him. Yeah. All right. So next we had a Britt Baker promo, and this was Britt Baker back at her fucking best. Yeah, this was this is such a good promo. This is what we've missed from her for mm-hmm. a while. Um Okay, so she comes out and she's chastising the fans for her for the frosty reception that they give her. They're booing her. There's a few claps, but it's mostly boos. And she says, like, "It's like this is all you're giving me after the war that I just had with Thunder with Thunder Rosa a week prior." She calls the fans dumb and delusional, um, just like Thunder Rosa. She says that Rosa should be thanking her for allowing her to be part of her the history making match that they had, which was washed in her own blood. Mm -hmm. Um, She says that Rosa has the audacity to claim that she is the one that put women's wrestling on the map when she's in Britt Baker's division. This is Britt Baker's division. She owns it. She's the face of it. And if that's the case, then why is everybody talking about Britt Baker and not Thunder Rosa after the match? Everybody's talking about her bloody face. uh, What she... Like the the steps that she's taken, nobody's talking about you, Rosa. And she thanks Mick Foley for his thumbs up. But she said, honestly, man, it took you twenty years to become a hardcore legend. I did it in one night. So, <laughs> <laughs> which and then Mick Foley afterwards, his tweet said, "Oh, that kind of stung." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Mick, I want Mick to show up on AEW. That would be so cool. That'd be awesome." I don't know. If- I don't know if he's signed to a Legends contract, but it would be good. I think he he has a spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, waiting promos for between him. him and Baker would be really funny too if he showed up anywhere. He's he's just such a likable person. Mm-hmm. I will just listen to that man talk. Oh yeah. Then, sorry, back to Britt. She says that blood was running down her face into her eyes, but she could see more clearly than ever. Tony Khan has been running around looking for every every legend and has been star in the world when he has her standing right in front of him under his nose since day one. And she says the th- three the three letters that are more important than AEW in the world are DMD. Like, Fuck yes, this is perfect. Get him. Get him, Britt. Yeah, that this was such Great an job. awesome promo. Like, she, her, she's had a hell of a two weeks in AEW. Yeah, she's is... a star, man. Mm-hmm. She's not even the best worker, but she is absolutely has the best star presence. Yeah. And I, you kind of want to give her a build, so you don't want to, you can't just put the belt on her, like, right away. You have to wait until the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But it's got to come. It's got to come. Yeah, her time is, they got to do it within the next pay-per-view or otherwise it's going to seem like they waited too long. Mm-hmm. Cause some people are already saying that and I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um, yeah, no, I can't, I can't wait for what's coming. Yeah. Okay. So next we had Christian cage and Kaz having an interaction backstage and it starts, uh, Christian cage is backstage and he's talking to 
three young future stars in Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin. And Dasha walks up and, hey guys, what are you talking about? And Christian tells her that, oh, you know what? I'm just talking shop with these boys. Um, they have, they're, they're both in, in young hot tag teams. I was once a young hot, in a young hot tag team. I was just giving them some pointers. <laughs> and then Frankie Kazarian walks up and he's like, hey, Christian, long time no see. Um, you look great. I love the catchphrase, but I... I'm wondering when is the work part of your catchphrase yeah. going to start, which I loved. Yeah, I like that and, a lot. And Christian laughs it off, and he says, "Like, well, Frankie, I'm at, it's actually starting next week. Um, I don't have no one stepped up to the plate yet, but if you want to sign that contract, we can go again. We can run this back, mm-hmm. and they're going to be running it back next week. Um, they had a big TNA feud. They'll be." I think reigniting that for a short term. Yeah. But I think it's cool. It gives Kazarian something to do before he and Daniels eventually face the Bucks, which I think is coming very soon. Yeah, me too. Um, If people haven't looked, SCU is the top of the tag team division. Mm -hmm. Um, They're ranked number one. So they are going to be getting a Bucks uh, title shot soon and they will be breaking up unless they somehow shock the Bucks and win. That'd be nuts. Which would be funny. Yeah. What did Christian call Kazarian? Frank, uh, cranky Frankie? That made me laugh. Yeah, he's like, oh, you, are, you aren't going to be Frankie Crank or Cranky Frankie, are you? Mm-hmm. I, like, is... I like that Kazarian's going to be his first feud because I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but we were talking about who his first opponent could be. I didn't even think of Kazarian because they had mm-hmm. some awesome matches back in the TNA days. So this is like mm-hmm. the perfect feud for Christian to come back to. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a... Uh... Uh, it's going to be really cool to see to see how Christian does. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... Supposedly... Like, they obviously think he's going to be great, so I'm excited for him to, uh, sh- to shut some people up and uh, just have people gush over him because they loved... People loved him for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so next we have Pinnacle versus... Pinnacle versus Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin. And that was, and in the Pinnacles, FTR and Sean Spears. And honestly, I really like Sean Spears in this group. I think he looks, he looks, he fits in so much better than he ever did doing anything else yeah. in AEW. Yeah. The, at first, I was like, he's kind of weird being in this group, but yeah, F, yeah, I'm starting to come around. He just needs to get a better suit. The suit he wore last week, I did not like. If we're just going oh, with no, pure. He looked, it was like an old-looking 70s suit or something that he had on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. His lapels are so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just yeah, needs he a new looks, suit, and he'll look a lot better. But He looks like a goon from a 70s mob movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, but what yeah, this, are you wearing? Yeah, this this he's starting to come around on me being in the group and stuff, so they just keep up him being vicious. Uh, he'll start to work. I think they're eventually going to turn on him, but these groups, or specifically these horsemen groups, they always have a guy who's just sort of like a plug. He just Mm -hmm. plugs in. And those tend to be the guys that eventually get turned on, perhaps, down the road, or they're the fall guys, the guys who eat the pins. Um, Yeah. He serves a purpose. He's definitely going to be the first guy in Pinnacle to eat a pin. For sure. (laughs) Whenever it comes to that. But, like, the one thing that people say about Spears is, Ah, he's he's a little boring. He's kind of old school. So, okay, yeah. So he fits in with this group. 
Like yeah. that's what this group is. I was gonna say it works with the within the group. They're the boring old school like NWA style wrestlers. Mm-hmm. That's who they are, and it's it's pretty perfect. Um, Even down yeah, to so, their Tron video, that was the most eighties looking Tron video I've seen in a long time. Oh my god, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it so much in their music. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, yeah. When I I was so in love with that video. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, so this match this match was actually a quick one. Mm-hmm. Um, it it went to commercial break after like a brief, uh, after some brief action, and then like as soon as it came back from commercial break, it was done. Like most of the cool stuff actually happened in picture in picture mm-hmm. in this match, but uh, yeah, the the faces in this one they showed some nice fire and potential. But again, this match was just pretty much the pinnacle establishing themselves as a force. Um, the faces got a nice hot tag where all three members got to show a brief bit of offense. Um, they go to hit a, uh, but they they go to hit like a triple tope con hero. But Wardlow steps out. He's standing on the outside and he blocks them. He's like, uh, 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 and they're like, oh, you know what? I don't think we're gonna do this today. <laughs> Like, I don't really want to jump into Wardlow out there, which is cool. And then the Pinnacle gather around Tully. They have a little huddle outside the ring. And Tully just tells them exactly what they're going to do in this match. And apparently exactly what they're going to do in this match is just beat the piss out of Pillman. Because they just beat the piss out of Pillman for five minutes. (laughs) Like the, which was pretty much the whole commercial break. They're just, if you watch it. Like, uh, there's tiny little Pillman on your TV and he's just getting destroyed, um, almost entirely on the outside of the ring. They're just like, even Tolly got a smack in on yeah. at one point. It is just like a gang beating of this guy out there. And the, the young faces, I guess, don't have the guts to get out there and stop it. And Dante eventually got a hot tag when they came, when they come back from break, he comes in he gets a, a couple shots in, and then the Pinnacle just triple team him, set him up for uh, for an assisted DVD from Spears for the win. Just like, just like a wipe wipe their hands with mm-hmm. them. And Spears again looks really good. He gets the pin. Um, as I said, like he fits the with his team with just like boring workman efficiency mm-hmm. is what I call it. Um, the match itself, I give three and a half stars, but then we have the post-match, which shows uh, Wardlow grabbing Pillman by the neck, putting him up on the top rope and hitting his his top rope GTS, which, if I'm not mistaken, Excalibur called it the Casualty of War. Oh, okay. I didn't which, hear that, uh, but that's a cool name for it. He said, he's like, oh, and he makes Pillman a casualty of war. So I was like, I think that's just a creative way of mm-hmm. saying the name of the move. It's and a cool name, ca- if that is the name. It's really cool. I love it. Yeah. And I was looking at that, and outside the ring, you just have Garrison with his hands on his yeah, hands. He's he, like, he doesn't know what to like, do. <laughs> he's like, if I jump in the ring, they're going to murder me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to watch my buddy get his head taken off. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I, I, I understand, Garrison. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And then Tony comes down to the ring to get some words with them. Cash says that the Pinnacle is not just a name. It's not just a group. It's a family. He doesn't 
He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have kids to come home to. He just has these hard men that he's that he's willing to and he's willing to die for every single one of them. Then Dax grabs the mic and immediately yells at Tony to hold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, "Hold this!" Yeah. And then, uh, and then he's yelling down the camera, uh, telling the inner circle that there's not a grain of salt in their bodies. That this isn't a comedy show. That the marquee says professional wrestling. The marquee says professional wrestling. Yeah, and he's turning into tom- he's turning into a tomato. Yeah, he's in front so of us. red. He looks like me if I don't wear sunblock. Oh my God, sorry. You can see like the veins popping in his <laughs> chest. He says, "And if you want to come here, and you uh, and you ask about professional wrestling, you come to AW and you ask about professional wrestling, they will point you in the direction of the pinnacle." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, that's cool." Then lastly, we have MJF, who calls out Jericho, and he says, you know, I thought you'd be coming out here, you'd be trying to break the walls down, trying to get at us, but the only thing you'll be break that you're breaking these days, that these days, is all the chairs you've been sitting on. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so another shot at his weight, which <laughs> is fantastic, I love it. Then he challenges the inner circle to come out and fight them, to defend themselves, and Tony interrupts, he's like, well, you know full well that you guys injured them two weeks ago. You know they're not coming out. And then he goes, shut up, Tony. It'll be the only good thing you've ever done. And uh, and that's it. That's how it yeah. ends. He, it, oh, yeah. He, he says something about like, oh, I'm going to give you guys a gift. And it'll be all the belts you'll win. And I was like, ah, that's cheesy. <laughs> and then it ends. Is that good? Yeah, I it's good it. stuff. Good stuff. I liked it. Very effective. Wonder when Inner Circle is going to show back up. I'd probably say a couple more weeks of them talking smack and stuff. And then, I wonder if Jericho's off getting somewhere getting svelte, like he's trying to lose a bunch of weight. <laughs> Maybe he's just he should just be like wearing one of the like just trying to cut weight like a fighter. Yeah, just, just wearing like one, of those one of those big heavy like... suits and stuff, and like just running yeah. for hours a day. Big shiny suits on <laughs> those, those little uh, bikes. <laughs> lose all his weight sitting in a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> and next we have another promo. Yeah, this was so they did a lot of promos, but I did like how this promo was set up cuz Tony went straight from getting insulted by MJF to going to another group that doesn't seem so well oiled. It's Team Taz and then it cuts to the Team Taz promo. Yeah, so th- this one was funny cuz to me Team Taz is in full damage control. Um he knows the conspiracy theories that people have been saying about Team Taz. He's out there like Donald Trump's press secretary, <laughs> just bold-faced lying to everybody, um, saying like, oh, you know, everything's fine. We're, we're good. Um, everything that people have been saying is the farthest thing from the truth. He's like, Brian Cage, he, he apologized to me. He apologized to the team. He apologized to Ricky and this whole time... Uh, Brian Cage is like, oh, I, yeah, he's like, you can see, you can see his face as he's saying it. Mm-hmm. Like, he does not agree with this and, at all. And Starks has the most forced smile while he's standing there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then he, he asks each of them. He's like, he's like, you good, Hobbs? Yeah. You 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 good, Hook? Yeah. You good, Ricky? And he gives his catchphrase. He goes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> He goes to to Cage, and Cage also gives his catchphrase, and he says, "Who better?" Yeah. Which isn't really an answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, okay, th- I think that's sort of another subtle hint to a not so subtle indication that those two are going to be facing each other soon. Yeah. Like the two guys who gave their catchphrases, they're the two guys who are going to be facing mm-hmm. each other. Which makes but me they sad, already. Because I don't want Team Taz to break up. I don't think Team Taz will break up, but I think, I think Cage, Cage will leaving, probably yeah, leave. For sure. They're going to push him as a face, it seems like. Like Cage may lose. He Cage just defended his FTW title on Dark. So I think Cage might. Let's say like maybe he loses the FTW title to, to Starks mm-hmm. or something like that, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it was short. It was good. I liked it was good. It. Yeah. I love the. I just love Stark standing there with that just forced smile like everything was okay. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have another promo. This was maybe three too many. Yeah, they did a lot or of not, promos. Not three too many, but they did three in a row. Yeah. And they could probably have... Smoothed some things uh, around. Yeah, just stuck another match in here or put the Hangman match in here or something. Mm-hmm. So here we had uh, QT comes out and he's talking. he's talking about how... Everybody thinks the only reason why he's in AW and the reason why he has the spot that he has is because he's Cody's friend. And he said, yes, that's true. And this is true. That is mm-hmm. the reason why he's here is because he's Cody's friend. So I like this. They do this a lot where they they have guys trying to de- defend these. And a lot of the time it's faces. They're trying to defend these points, but it's like, well, they're true. This, mm-hmm. is, this is based in reality. So he said... So it's like Co- Cody's always preaching, do the work. But he says that he's like, honestly, I've I'm the one who's been working tirelessly, twenty four hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week, making this company work, with no thanks from Cody. He said nobody has done more actual work behind the scenes, in front of the camera, behind the camera, training all the rookies, doing all the work. That's me. Other than Tony Khan, it's good old QT, and. Cody gets to go home every night whenever, like, whatever time he wants, and he gets to be with Brandy. He's like, I'm stuck at work while my wife goes to bed alone. And then they cut to her sitting in the audience. Which which is cool, but Mm -hmm. I think me and everyone else probably thought, like, didn't you run an angle where he was dating Allie? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, what about the bunny stuff? What about... I mean, if you guys are in an open relationship, that's fine. But uh, <laughs> you like, gotta explain these things to me. He, I don't know. It's yeah. There's maybe don't say. I don't know. It's it's odd. It's, it's just, just odd. That's. I know it's wrestling. It's and you, all of it's a work, but it's when they try to mix reality in with the work, and then you mm-hmm. run into problems like this, and that's what makes it hard to get behind sometimes. It's why you don't do relationship angles. Mm-hmm. Because then what happens, like, if your real spouse ends up on camera at some point, then it's like, wait, what? Yeah. And like, they didn't have to bring her up. I, there, there could have been another way to bring that part up. Like, does he have kids? I don't know. Maybe, like, I can't go home to see my kids. Yeah. Like, he could be a single father. We mm-hmm. don't have to delve into that. Yeah. Anyways, then he says that he he's never going to be able to separate himself 
from the label of being Cody's friend from being under his shadow. And he proposes that uh, he have a max a match next week, next week with Cody, and it'll be an exhibition match. And this has me wondering, what's the difference between an exhibition match and a regular match? I assume it's friendly with no strikes, and I don't yeah, really know what's an exhibition match. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever we get to what Cody talks about, it seems like they're not going to like put their finishers on each other and stuff. And like, it's just like completely friendly. Maybe it's going to be more amateur style. Like you just try to get the pin or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because other, it's like, well, an exhibition match is every match. Yeah. No, unless it's like like a title match. I don't know. Yeah. I think strange. They're not going to try to hurt each other. And then it's going to lead to QT busting out some big move on Cody and like leaving or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Cody comes out. And he says he tells uh tells QT in a very faux friendly tone, again the Cody patronizing thing that he's done a few times. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, tells he, QT he that like a big dick whenever he came out. He, he says <laughs> and he says it like that. He says, I'll gladly accommodate you. Mm-hmm. I'll gladly like accommodate? Really, Cody? Yeah. You used accommodate? Fuck you. Yeah. I'll, um I'll do this just just because it'll shut you up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll accommodate you. I'll give you this exhibition match. He understands that QT will try and beat him, and he's going to try and defend himself. But he tells QT, understand this. I am not going to hurt you. I'm not going to... I'm going to relinquish the figure four. I'm not going to follow through with the crossroads. He said... <laughs> so when we were just getting started, when AEW was just getting rolling, you were a great assistant, you were a great man, and you might be my best friend. And to me, this is just setting up the Spears story angle again. Like yeah. when he said, Sean Spears is a good hand. <laughs> and then he turns on him, I think they're setting up this angle again. However, I think it one of these two guys is going to turn on the other could be Cody. Yeah. Um, cause when Cody was doing this, at least to me, I like, I don't know if he's purposely doing it, but at least to me, he started to baby face QT there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Cody started to look like the heel there when he was talking down to QT there. Yeah. That's what I said. He came out and acting like, just like the biggest dick. Like what the heck? <laughs> You're making me mm-hmm. want to punch you in the face right now, Cody. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So it was, it was, it was it's interesting. I'm, You're still selling I'm, the arm break, which was nice. I'm genuinely interested to see how this match goes next week. Mm-hmm. Despite, like, I didn't think it would be something I'm interested in, but I have no idea who's going to break heel in this situation. So I'm, I'm excited for this. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what an exhibition. It makes me seem like they're gonna try to do like amateur style stuff. And Arn's mm-hmm. refing. They mentioned that too. That Arn's gonna. Ref. Yes, they did. Yes, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be like no strikes, um, mm-hmm. all holds, all throws, all like amateur style wrestling, and then one of the two is gonna take a liberty. Yep. And then it's gonna go from there. Yeah, somebody's gonna take a swing and then. They'll like maybe QT goes for the arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Cody is still selling it Wait. this week, mm-hmm. which is good. It's weird oh, they it's just did good. a one-week feud with Pinta and Cody. 
mean, I'm sure they can always go back to it, but frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that comes back. Yeah, the one thing that I will say about their booking lately with some of their storylines, some of it seems all over the place mm-hmm. at times. We're just like, wait, but you were here last week, and now you're here, and yada yada. I'll get, I'll get back to the to this a little bit with the women's match. There's a little bit of inconsistency there as mm-hmm. well uh based off the how the post match ends on that one so anyways let's get to the next match we have lucha bros and laredo kid versus young bucks and brandon cutler what were your expectations heading into this one uh pretty much uh what had happened in the match i thought this would be a pwg bola night two style match and that's exactly what it was just lots of high flying no if i know a lot of people like to complain about aw's tagging and if if that's you then you probably hated this match but this is the type of stuff i love so i, I had a lot of fun it was exactly what i thought it was going to be just a lot of fun spots and everyone getting their stuff in and brandon cutler uh really surprised me i know he could always do cool stuff but he 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 could keep up with all five of these other guys in this match. So that was really cool to see. He came up in, uh, in PWG. So that, that mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it was me. like him and his brother, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Weren't they a tag team or something in PWG? The, the Cutler brothers, yeah. I think. Or the Cutlers. Yeah. Um, or I think they might have had a different last name back then. Mm-hmm. But yes. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he was in PWG, I think. He is the guy that got the Bucks in pwg i think i think he was in he was in pwg before them and then he was able to get them in there yeah yeah if you go back and watch like really old pwg it's it's kind of crazy like who's in it because it's a lot it's a lot more like southern california guys back then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah this this one start this match starts with uh and this is turning into my favorite thing of each week is uh uh, the the guest um, translator for Penta, oh, Evil yeah. Alex Apprehantis. He's hilarious. They need to use him more. He's awesome. <laughs> he needs to be exclusively theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. He just needs to stay with the Lucha Bros in it, but he's awesome. <laughs> he's so funny. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he's having such a good time, and he's oh, hamming yeah. it up. You know, I don't is. even remember what he said. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He's He says something like, he's like, Penta says that you have something he wants, and mm-hmm. he gestures to the belt yeah. or something like that. It's, he, it's just we said, so funny. We said this match is like a PWG match, but he reminds me of like a like a Lucha Underground character. Like that's how awesome he is. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's funny. You like this match? For me, this match was actually a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, for pretty much the exact reason you said, and I have under here in my my notes next is. It was just a standard PWG mixed tax match. Yeah. Um, really fun, but for me, not something I'll remember. Yeah. And maybe it's just because PWG is not running shows right now, so I haven't been getting mm-hmm. my fix. And stuff like this is like, mm-hmm. you get that get that in your veins. So. Oh, yeah. This is all the topes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the topes. Yeah. Um, if, if you're not a fan of just high flying for the sake of high flying and not really tag and all that stuff, you're not going to like this match. But Yeah, there's no psychology in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about the psychology with the Bucks, with how they 
put together their moves and when they can and can't do a move because they're hurt and this and that. None, there's none of that in this one. Mm-hmm. That's not what this was. Yeah. Um, this was uh, this was a spot fest through yeah, this and was, through. We got 10 minutes. We're going to get as much shit in here as we can in these oh, 10 yeah, minutes. <laughs> this is the get your shit in match. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really cool assisted indie taker between uh, the three guys on the Bucks side. Uh-huh. And there was also, it was also really cool to see Laredo Kid uh, get the pin on this one yeah, with yeah, a yeah. big, I think it was an avalanche Spanish fly that mm-hmm. he hit on Cutler, Cutler, which was awesome. Again, Cutler looked amazing. He had he had all the, he had probably the prettiest tope, which yeah. was cool. He landed on his feet, mm-hmm. which was nice. His uh, diving cross body too from outside on the ramp into the ring. Off the top rope was cool too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's nice. It was really crisp. Yeah, and they what they say this is Laredo Kid's first match back in AW in almost two years, so that's awesome that he was yeah. back. Yeah, he was he was in AW early, like within the first month he was on, yeah. on a when match, and then really pushing their relationship with AAA. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see him quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh, this was really about the post match, though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's why everybody's here. Mm-hmm. So this post match, um, it was fun. Um, so we got uh, Kenny. He runs down. He's unhinged. He, he comes he, out of nowhere. I was not expecting. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> he he comes running in out of nowhere. He hits. He hits Laredo kid in the head with the mic, then hops like puts the. And then starts talking to Mike saying, give me the mic. Yeah. Kenny. Kenny, you're talking into <laughs> yeah. it, Kenny. Give me the mic, Don. Here, give me the mic. And he's trying to hand him the belt. He's just gone crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Kenny's lost his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And even JR was saying this. He's like, Kenny's unhinged. Yeah. And But then he starts cutting this really good promo. Yeah, and at I first, actually kind of felt bad for him <laughs> during this first, promo. I thought it was like, oh, Kenny's Kenny's hamming it up, mm-hmm. but he's hamming it up. But he's he actually really starts saying some really salient points. Mm-hmm. He starts cutting this promo about how Hila he left the fans who loved him, the people who loved him, the the company who loved him. Yeah, he in pretty Japan. much said he left home. Yeah, he said I left my home. Mm-hmm. He said that, yeah. um, and he said. He said Abushi's name without really saying Abushi's name. Yeah. When he said the people I love, he's talking about Abushi. Oh yeah. Um, and he said I left them to come to AEW with you guys, but I didn't. I didn't yeah, choose said... a. I didn't choose AEW. I chose the Bucks. Yeah. I came with the Bucks. He said I left Japan. I left Abushi. I could have gone to WWE and made millions. Yeah. I did not do that. What he said, Trump WWE, New York. I could have gone to New York. <laughs> He's like, I did not do that. I chose you. And and he said, when this match was booked, you could have chosen me. Instead, you chose Brandon Cutler. Um, he said, I've chosen the Bucks over and over and over again. And you never choose me, so I'm giving you one final chance. He throws up the two sweet, and he says to sweet me and they blow him off they leave the ring um kenny i don't know if he's despondent i think i think he partly wants this to happen yeah this is totally don getting in his ear oh this is don breaking his brain yeah um then 
the the Lucha Bros attack him from behind with double thrust kicks, <laughs> an assisted package pile driver. They kicked his head clean. Yeah, off. I mean that was another unexpected part too because he just he the camera zoomed in on him and he turns around and gets gets kicked. He he got the Young Bucks double super kick mm-hmm. betrayal spot right there. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the 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 good brothers run down. They're they're picking up Kenny, and Kenny's he's on wobbly legs with a bloody like stupid grin on his face. Yeah, he gives a gives up. a broken thumbs up. Yeah, he's all yeah. He looks like he just he look he looks super drunk. I know he doesn't drink or anything, but he's just like your drunk friend that you pick up at the bar. Is all right. That's enough. It's time to go. It's like when your friend gets knocked out by the bouncer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. uh but what was what was a cool little note of this is when the Lucha Bros attack Kenny and the Young Bucks have already gone down the tunnel. Um, Don Callis, he's trying to get them to come back to help Kenny. He's like, mm-hmm. guys, come back. He's waving at them and trying to get, and nope, Kenny's all alone, getting yeah. beat up. And you can um, hear JR going, get in there and help your man out, yelling at Don. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. So I thought the match itself for me was three and a half stars, and the the post match was four. Mm-hmm. I thought the post match was great. What about you? How would you grade that? I think you'd probably grade it a little higher than that. Uh, the the match itself, I'd probably do f- just a little bit higher, like a four, just because I like that style of stuff. If you know mm-hmm. me, you know I love everything PWG, and the post match is, I do a four as well. It was such mm-hmm. a good uh, segment. Like I said, I actually felt bad for Kenny for a second. I was like, oh man, he feels kind of actually betrayed. But then you realize Don's standing right there. So it's all him in his head because the Bucks have been there for him and he just doesn't realize it. Yeah. How, how he delivered the, the, I chose the young Bucks, but the young Bucks didn't choose me and his voice cracks and it <laughs> breaks. I was like, oh shit, Kenny. Good job. Yeah. Like I, I felt that that was good. That was yeah. really good. I, I'm really liking the, like the arrogant Kenny's been good with the the cleaner. Like, no matter how many times the cleaner girls come out, they always make me laugh. If you, my wife can attest, I'm just always cracking up whenever I see the cleaner girls. I don't know why it's so <laughs> funny to me. It's just so ridiculous. But I'm really starting to like the transfer from the super cocky Kenny to just the absolute like unhinged Kenny that is just going crazy. I one time want him to mix it where the where the girls come out with with the with the brooms and he just runs past them. Like yeah. He, he just can't handle it. <laughs> he just like sprints past them and hits somebody with the shoe or something. Yeah. That's hilarious. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. But I, right, with the girls, so, I want him to, uh, I was hoping they do it where he had two more every week and eventually mm-hmm. just be like the whole Jacksonville cheerleading squad out there with the brooms. Yeah. Okay. So next we had a Jade promo and this was a, this was a vignette. This was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. We had a it it's a video package and she's trashing Red Velvet for thinking that she can step to her after she already beat her 2 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh she says that she looks like money, she sounds like money, and when Red Velvet when Velvet steps to her in the ring again, she's going to she's going to be stepping up to that bitch. Mm-hmm. And great this is short sweet she looks like a million bucks i need her to be portrayed like goldberg i yeah that's that's really how they need to do her just have her come out just beat the piss out of people and then leave and just have her training 24 hours a day in the meantime Mm -hmm. fantastic this is this is 
This is perfect vignette. That's all you need right now from her. Mm-hmm. Then next week, I want her to come back out and I want her to kick somebody's head off again. Yeah, just give me more of that. Pump Absolutely, cake. launch somebody. Yeah, launch somebody with that German. Mm. Oh my god, that was such an awesome German suplex. Next, we have Moxley and Kingston. So this is a this is one of Moxley and Kingston. This is them doing their their vignettes in their locker room. It's just once again your favorite angry uncles. Yeah. Just kind of, <laughs> they act like they're drunk. I don't think they are drunk, but they it's like you said, just your drunk uncles at the party, just talking shit on everyone and stuff. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> they're the uncles that when they're just like, oh, we're going to go to the bar. Do you want to come? You don't go. Yeah, you don't go because you'll probably wind up in a fight. and <laughs> You'll end up like Kenny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is kingston's legs in a cast and he's pissed about it that's pretty much the basis of this mm-hmm. he's hurt his legs in a cast he's pissed off at kenny and the good brothers he he gets he gets up in the middle of his fiery promo when he's he's telling the good brothers that he's going to come after them and then he loses his balance and he falls back and he slams his fist on the chair he's yeah. on and then moxley taps him on the shoulders like i got this I got this, Kingston. I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he says, as you can see, pointing at Kingston's leg, he's like, we're playing with live bullets right now. He says, I don't like the Bucks. I don't know the Bucks, but I owe them one. He's like, they did us a solid. I owe them one. Yeah, but they better. Owen th- people. He's like, you better be ready to get your hands dirty. Because as you can see by Eddie's leg, these guys, these guys aren't playing around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends. This is just cool. It's just yeah, they're ready. They're ready to fuck people up. They look like they look like idiots, but they managed to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just loved Kingston's frustration here. What it starts, he looks at his leg, so he's like, "So that's a broken something." Yeah, that's a broken something <laughs> or another. Yeah, and like like what you said when he stood up and couldn't balance, and he got pissed and punched his chair he's sitting on and. Because you know he's cutting a promo on fighting these guys, but he's not going to be fighting. Mm-hmm. He can't. So yeah. it's going to be Moxley and the Bucks at some point teaming up. Yeah. To, and every time they do something, I'm just like, oh, so this is this is blood and guts. <laughs> oh, so this is blood and guts. Yeah. Oh, so this is blood. They, they know what they're fucking doing by doing this to me. <laughs> yeah. I really think blood to... guts now is inner circle and pinnacle. Oh, though. it is. Yeah, it's absolutely inner circle and and pinnacle. But every time, but we, how many times have we said this? Yeah, no, like we absolutely like so three or four times. times. Yeah, every time I was like, wait, so you have Moxley and the Bucks and Kingston versus Kenny and the Good Brothers and fuck what? No, I'm just fantasizing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's funny. It's a uh, very interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. I have no idea. Because for sure they they couldn't have thought that Moxley and Kingston were going to be involved in that storyline. Yeah, going forward, you would think maybe Kingston after he tried to uh, take the grenade. But... Yeah, I think I figured it would be, have been Mox that got his leg broken, so they could write him off for paternity leave, and then it'd be Kingston and the Bucks teaming up. But yeah, who knows, man? It's weird. Yeah. Subverting expectations, as people like to say. Yeah, it's cool. Now with some of their storylines, where they're getting a little cluttered and unclear, 
I have no idea what's going on. So in that sense, I'm, I'm intrigued. Because <laughs> sometimes it's very linear. Very linear. You know exactly what's coming. And you know what they're building to. I have no idea what the build is. Yeah. Not a clue. Yeah, me either. But I'm excited for it. Because everyone mm-hmm. involved, I really like. So it's going to mm-hmm. be good regardless. Mm-hmm. Having no expectations is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. So next we have Ty Conti versus Nyla Rose. Um, This is them running back their match. They've actually had this match. This will be the third time. Um, I think the... I don't remember when the first one was. Um, Nyla Rose has won the first two matches. Um, The second one was in the tournament, and Mm -hmm. that was not long ago. That's within a a month ago. Yeah, it's probably been, what, two or three weeks since their last match. Um, What were your expectations for this one heading in? Uh, I thought this would be a, a Ty Conti kind of showcase match, mm-hmm. which it seemed like it was because, I mean, we'll get to it, but I, th- I figured they'd show her a lot of stuff because it really seems like they're starting to push her, which is good because she's improved so much since coming to AEW. So she's been great. So I really liked the match. I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, it was it was interesting. I was I didn't know what to think heading into it because you had... Nyla Rose, who they've really built back up. Mm-hmm. They've made her look super strong. She rolled right through that tournament. Um, whereas, obviously, they see a lot in Conte, and they've been building her up sort of on dark, mm-hmm. like in tandem. But like she's at a different level on the totem pole with Nyla Rose. Like She's, she's a rung below her, mm-hmm. clearly. And as we've seen in just matches in general, just matches that we've gotten used to seeing over the years, it's the person who wins starts the match strong, then the loser gets a little fire up, gets a little bit of offense in, and then the person who wins takes over, wins the match. Mm -hmm. And this just sort of played with that expectation over and over. I kept waiting for Ty Conti to lose the match. Yeah. And she kept coming back and kept coming back. Um, yeah, so it's it starts out with... Uh, it actually starts out with Conti on top. She's using her black belt judo skills and her, her BJJ to ground Nyla Rose. She's hitting her with her holds, her throws. She's got her on the ropes. And then Nyla takes over. She uses her power. She exerts her will over Conte. She's beating her down with her power moves. It looked like she would end the match early when she hit her guillotine leg drop. I was, I was like, okay, this is when Nyla Rose wins. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, okay, here we go. This is a, like Conte got her bit of offense. Now it's over. Then Conte fires up again. She hits her bicycle knees. She gets her elbows in the corner. Um, she fails to hit her finisher, which is normally a sign that she's about to lose. Yeah. <laughs> when you fail to hit your finisher, that's it. That now your now your uh your fire up is done. Um but she's able to hit Nyla Rhodes with a big with a big draping boot on the on the apron. She gets a near fall. Once again, Nyla Rose kicks out, takes over. Again, she's hitting her with a with all her big moves. She goes to hit her with a beast bomb. But Conte reverses it. She starts hitting her with a series of kicks again. She hits her with a, her bicycle knee again. And then she hits her with her DDT for the win. 
And mm-hmm. DDT is a weird thing to say. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> that's her. Yeah, it's hard to say. DDT. It, it's a. It's like a full Nelson DDT. Yeah. Or like a no, it's like a chicken wing DDT. Yeah. Sort of thing where she puts their arm behind their back. Hammerlock DDT. That's what I'm looking for. It's a hammerlock. Um, yeah, I was truly shocked by this one because the whole match I was like, okay, this is when Conti loses. Okay, this is when Conti loses. Mm-hmm. Wait, is Conti gonna lose? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> it's like, oh my god, she, she won. won. Yeah. Because if... Nyla's been Nyla's had that build lately. Yeah. She's been in every single story beat they've done for the past four weeks, and they had her lose. And then we had the post match, and that was Nyla Rose. She's beating down Conti. This brings a, she's about to hit her with the beast bomb. Sheeta runs out with the kendo stick twacks her in the back of the head and then she's just ground and pound on on nyla this brings out the bunny um she squares off with uh she squares up with conti and that but she she picked up uh she does kendo stick twacks uh conti in the head with the kendo stick they're beating down the faces and then you can see matt hardy on mm-hmm. the stage with his with butcher and the blade and like this is and I was like, oh right, Allie. And he grabs a mic and he says that the AW Women's Eliminator Tournament was a sham. And I was like, that's a little rude. Yeah. And then then he says, because Allie wasn't in it. And I was like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And he says, all the people I represent, they always get overlooked. I'm here to go to bat for them. We're here to to make a change. And then Nyla Rose and Vicky are up on the rampway with them. And this is what confused me because I saw, I don't know if you watched Dark this past week. Um, Nyla Rose and Vicky came out with Jade in the middle of a women's match and showed up on stage in a tag match. And I was like, okay, so they're teaming up. But now they're teaming up with Allie and. I don't think Jade's represented by Matt Hardy. Is Jade with Vic? What's going on? Yeah, it's confusing. What are you doing? Nyla, mm-hmm. It seems like Nyla teams up with a new female heel every week. Yeah, because a couple weeks ago she was with Britt. Yeah, she was with there during that beatdown. Weird. I don't know what they're doing. They gotta mm-hmm. pick a spot. Yeah. It's good every week. It's good, but it seems like it's a reset every week with who they're aligned with. Unless you're going to lump all these heels together. Because the common denominator is always Nyla and Vicky. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's odd. It's yeah. good, but it's odd. <laughs> like, Yeah, for this one, um, I gave it three and a half because it wasn't as good as their tournament match, which was like three weeks ago. Yeah, the tournament match was better. I'm happy that uh, Ty got the, uh, is it Ty or Tay? I can't even remember. It's Ty. Ty. Yeah. Excuse me. I can never... Um, I'm happy she got the win because she's due for a big win like that for a while. Because like we were saying, she's improved so much for the little amount of time she's been in AEW. Like, she is so good. And if they just keep building her up like this and letting her get reps in stuff, she's going to be so good. Oh, she's champion material for mm-hmm. sure. She's got so much... She's so charismatic and she doesn't. Ha- she hasn't had to say anything. Yep. Um, and she will be able to talk 
Um, yeah. But with her with her accent and a bit of broken English, but she'll be good. But like she, she's got so much personality without saying anything. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. And um, I like that the Dark Order came out with her at mm-hmm. the beginning. That was cool. Because she's like unofficial Dark Order since Anna Jay's been hurt. Like they've been watching her mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. by Anna Jay's I like out. that. That's, mm-hmm. um, Dark Order are faces now. They just protect who they like mm-hmm. now yep. instead of uh, instead of intimidate and beat down who they don't like. Yeah. It's, the it's only thing different. that sucks about them being faces now is we never got the follow through of the Dustin and uh, Evil Uno stuff. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Yeah, the untimely yeah. death of Brody Lee stopped that, but it was—I I liked where it was going. But back to this, I, I like them coming out to support no, her and stuff. That was cool. I like mm-hmm. it. It's not the last we'll see of them in this episode. Yep. Okay, so the next thing we had, which was a hype video for the Kip and Rusev versus Chucky e. T and Orange Cassidy match, and this—they've named it the Arcade Anarchy match. And this is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they had the coolest match graphic, which had like a, a like, a, like a drawn um, arcade cabinet behind them with like someone selecting the characters yeah, and had their like faces fighter. up there. Like they, like it's street fighter and mm-hmm. you're selecting who you want to, who you want to fight with. And it's just running through highlights of their feud so far saying that they're going to be, Saying that they're going to be fighting in this arcade anarchy match, that it's Kip and Miro's wheelhouse, that mm-hmm. this is this is what they do, um, which is funny because you're not actually playing video games; you're just going to be smashing people into them. Yeah. But I guess that's what Miro does. Um, <laughs> but then they have uh, they show Chucky and Orange, and Chucky says, "Miro, you're." you must love this because you're just Donkey Kong. He's like, if you're Donkey Kong, what would that make Kip? And Orange leans in and he goes, Donkey Kong Jr. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And Chuck goes, okay, not what I was going for, but that works. <laughs> he must have been going to Diddy Kong or something. I yeah. don't know. But he says, after this match, you can keep your princess. <laughs> <laughs> this is so corny and I fucking love it. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, yeah, I'm fully, I'm in on this. I don't want to see it after this, but I'm in on this. This has got to be the end of it. And I fully expect Miro to everyone to be destroyed by the end of this, including Kip. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I, I think I expect Chucky e. T and Orange to win, but I expect everybody to die who's not Miro. Yep. If that makes sense. Exactly. I thought this, I really thought that match was this week. But I guess they never, they never gave a day. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I just assumed. But, yeah. The, so it's next I, week? I hoped it was this week. But it was not. It it will be next week. Okay. So some. Yeah. So I'm to. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay. So next we have the finale and or the finale, the main event, and that was John Silver with versus Darby Allen. Expectations, sir. Uh, they were pretty high because uh, both these two guys can go. They can. They're so fast, and they can fit so many moves into just a small section of a match. So I'd say they were met. I had a lot of fun watching this match. It was pure chaos, which was about how my whole day was going yesterday. So this just fit right into it. <laughs> and uh, uh, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it was good. Um, I I really loved this match. Um, and as they always do, this match started off slow, which mm-hmm. surprised me. And I don't know why. 
I shouldn't be surprised anymore because AEW has repeatedly done this where they have matches between these younger guys who everyone says like, oh, these guys can't wrestle. They're just dives. There's just a million topes. Mm -hmm. They, They can't do anything like this is an old school wrestling. And then they spend the first five minutes of the match in just like a total fuck you to them yeah. by Matt wrestling and doing like Greco Roman wrestling yeah, and, and pose like, downs and all the old yeah, school stuff. Chain wrestling. The very beginning when uh, Silver was posing in front of Darby flexing mm-hmm. made me realize just like, I know Silver's got huge arms, but his arms, his upper arms were as big as Darby's torso. When he was standing yes. in front of him, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> his arms are two or two Darby Allens mm-hmm. yeah. on either side of his little body. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, a split second later, um, Silver just shoots Darby out of a cannon right out of the ring. I don't even know how yeah, he did that... it. It happened so quick. Yeah, Darby looked like he was a ragdoll when he fell out of the ring on that. I don't, did he drop kick him out of the ring? I don't even remember how he did it. It was either a drop kick or a shoulder black, but he just like launched himself Mm -hmm. into Darby. Darby goes shooting out of the ring like a Looney Tune. Yeah. um, Right into the barricade onto the floor. Yeah, this is a that was essentially Darby Allen's match. He Mm -hmm. just got freaking ragdolled the whole match. This Silver gets him back into the ring and just like shot puts him around the ring for like four minutes. Mm -hmm. Just Bradley Beal head kick. Bradley Beal head kick. Bradley Beal head kick. He lawn darts him into the into the ring post. In the during the commercial break in the picture in picture, he hit uh, Darby with what I can only describe as a airplane spin neck breaker, mm-hmm. where he gets him in the neck breaker and then airplane spins him. I'm like, yeah. oh god, stop! Yeah, let go. Uh, that'll decompress your spine for you if you have any back troubles. Yeah, I might actually hire him (laughs) to do that to me. Um, And, like, Silver is absolutely killing this kid. Like, like, oh, my Lord. Like, just stalking, like, tossing him to one side and then stalking him over and tossing Mm -hmm. him to the other side. And then it's all Silver. This match is all Silver until he takes a charge at Darby on the outside with Darby leaning against the guardrail. Darby moves out of the way. Silver flips over and shoot for real lands on his head. Yeah. On the other side, separates his shoulder, gets a big bump on the back of his head. So he wrestled the rest of this match with a separated shoulder. Mm -hmm. That or he got it back in. Who knows? But he was was legit hurt, but he was still suplexing Darby around the Mm -hmm. ring with one arm, which is super impressive. That's triple tough right there. And... But of course, when Silver got hurt, uh, Reynolds hopped the guardrail to go check on him because he, I guess, saw the the landing that uh, that Silver had. So he's he's checking on them, and they're all like, uh, they're concerned about him. They're not interfering in the match, mm-hmm. and then Darby. But as they're getting him back towards the ring, Darby goes to hit a to hit a tope. Five pushes Silver out of the way, takes the bullet, which is what I was referring to before, because yeah. Silver did that multiple times to Brody Lee before yeah. he elevated Silver to the next, uh, like up into his family there, into the Dark mm-hmm. Order, which I like that they're doing that with Five now, but with Silver doing 
being the Brody Lee to five, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then for some reason, Sting comes out as if he thinks that Dark Order is going to interfere in this match when they have not touched Darby once. Yeah. And he comes out and he's threatening him with the bat. I was like, Sting, don't you know their faces now? Yeah, they haven't done anything. <laughs> I even think Stu Grayson tweeted out, like, Sting needs to calm down or something. <laughs> he's like, has does he not realize that for a month uh silver and reynolds have been trying to recruit sting on into mm-hmm. the dark order but they just haven't been able to find him yeah. in the building <laughs> like that's a bit they've been doing yeah but they get back into the ring and it's a little more even now there but again it's a it's a one-winged silver at this point mm-hmm. um darby he he was able to get a really cool spot that where Silver did a really cool reversal off of the stung dog millionaire where he he got Anna Jay's Queen Slayer yeah on 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 Darby I was like if they're gonna end the match this is gonna be the spot like he's gonna tap here or he's gonna lose mm-hmm. he did not tap so he did not lose yeah. Darby wins he's able to get his code red for the three and I was like ah damn I really wanted to see uh silver win this one but i knew it wasn't going to be the case yeah um, it was cool he won with his code red because he doesn't win that move too often. no i so. i do i do like that um mm-hmm. i do like that they will win with some different moves sometimes mm-hmm. it, it makes it a little more unpredictable this match this match was awesome yeah it was very um, good this was the match that john this is my favorite kind of john silver match this is what he was doing on the indies um, mm-hmm. He actually has a very similar match with, of all people, Layla Hirsch, <laughs> where <laughs> he was just tossing her around the ring and just like head kicking her, <laughs> like like a uh, like nobody's business. Yeah, so this one was this one was fantastic. I give it a four and a half. Yeah, out of five on this. It was one. a lot of fun. I hope they can work together again. Hopefully, Silver's not. If it's just a dislocated shoulder, hopefully. Just take a couple weeks off and be back at it. Yeah, I, I hope he's I hope he's back soon. But the that's the thing, the beauty of AEW with all their stables mm-hmm. is that somebody can get on TV without taking place in a without participating yeah. in a match. And he'll be on BTE for sure because that's like that's they just need to re- better. Yeah, they need to rename BTE to be in the Dark Order because they're always the highlight of BTE. He's got his own show now, does he? I believe. Okay. Yeah, I don't I can't remember the name of it, but he's got everybody's got a show now. Yeah. Ethan Page has one, Sammy Guevara has one. Um yeah, it's a, there's a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he started one recently. Okay, so let's take a look at the matches Are we for next. Talk about week. the beatdown afterwards? The Oh shit, yes. There was a beatdown afterwards. There's not much to say about it, but we should talk about it. So, yeah. after the match, um Matt Hardy grabs the leg of Darby Allen, pulls him to the outside. His whole organization rushes the ring. Um, in comes Dark Order. Sting's in there. So now Sting's aligned with Dark Order now. He's mm-hmm. fighting with them as they're fighting off Matt Hardy's goons. Um, Allie's out there, which brings out Tay Conti. She goes out there. She's beating down Allie. It's just a brouhaha. Mm-hmm. It is... It's good. It is old WCW fair. Yeah, uh, like I like to see it. Right. And I, I think uh, Matt Hardy 
and Darby Allen feud could be interesting. I don't know. How. Yeah, I I did get a little nervous because towards the end, uh, Darby hit Matt with his shotgun uh, suicide dive where he just flies. I was like, Matt Hardy's kind of too fragile to be doing that to Darby. Be careful. <laughs> well, as long as you don't like hit his legs, Matt, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what Matt Hardy can take is yeah. essentially the problem. I know he can't do a ton of moves, mm-hmm. but I think he could probably take a few of them. Yeah. As long as he's not taking ass bumps or like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, uh, but like a sting Matt yeah. Hardy match at the Hardy compound could be interesting. <laughs> It'd be yeah, weird I, as if. yeah. I don't know if I want that feud. Mm-hmm. I would, I would more so rather have a Jeff Hardy versus, <laughs> yeah. versus Darby Allen feud. Than, That'd be cool. uh, I don't know when he's up in WWE. He did shout out uh, AW recently, so like saying that uh, what they've done for his brother and the and the creativity that they've allowed the wrestlers to have has been very appealing to him. Oh, okay. So, so expect him soon whenever his contract. Yeah, whenever his contract's up, uh, I should <laughs> probably expect him to join AW, join his yeah. brother. Okay, so look into next week. Next week's show actually looks pretty cool. So we have that arcade anarchy match, which mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that one, which is funny. I'm probably more excited about that match than any other on the card. <laughs> then we have Hikaru Shida and Tai Conti, Ty Conti versus The Bunny and Nyla Rose. That'd be fun. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Aligning Vicky Guerrero with, with the Matt Hardy brand could be interesting. Yeah. They kind of fit together. Yeah. A little bit. They could... That that could be something interesting that they do there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. So we will be seeing <laughs> just the that's funny. I didn't know that matches next week. That's funny. So we will be seeing Laredo Kid back. Um, so they just uh, knocked Kenny's brain loose right mm-hmm. into another match for next week. I do not expect them to win next week like they did this week. No, but you never know. Unless it you just know. ends with like a no contest, like the Bucks come out. Yeah. Bucks and Mox come out or something. But The Bucks are definitely getting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall with Arn Anderson as the... It's funny. The the graphic looks different for that one. They really make it look different for some... <laughs> I don't know how. It just looks... The exhibition match just looks different. Um it's Cody versus QT Marshall in an exhibition match. So just like a all holds barred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. In an all holds barred, all holds barred match. And then we have Christian Cage versus Frankie Kazarian. That match is going to fuck. That's yeah, gonna that match be is going to be so good. It's, yeah, I, I think it's his Christian's. Well, he did the rumble, but like first singles match since. Seven years. Seven years or something like that, yeah. Crazy, crazy. And was he always this slight? And I mean that, like, like he's kind of a skinny guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's always been. Was he always? Yeah. Yeah, That's what I thought. But it's it's also, he's like, like, like Edge, best shape of his career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was, he never had this body before. Yeah. And same with Edge. Yeah, they both look really great. Modern science can do wonders if you have enough money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, look at, uh, as we said, look at Seidel. Mm-hmm. He's incredible for his age. Yeah. Not an ounce of fat on that man. Yeah. Just, I really, it makes me really want to start doing yoga. 
I should probably start <laughs> doing yoga. Yeah. Yeah, so this this will be good, man. This is a it's this a, is a good again, kind of a low key card. Yeah, because next week is um I think it's the NXT WrestleMania shows, right? Oh yeah. That's so one other piece of news that uh AEW is running a house show that weekend. Yeah. Um on Friday, right? Yes, uh, on the ninth, I think it is. Yeah, they just yeah because they, they announced it like non televised event. <laughs> yeah, it's a non televised event, so I assume it won't be uh, any matches that will count mm-hmm. towards the records. And it's essentially mm-hmm. they have said for people who are in Florida at that time, if they want to see some AEW, come watch it. I like that they just made it a house show because they had said that they would never run a show against yeah a wwe weekend yeah wrestlemania week because uh, yeah cody at the very beginning said like that's their weekend we don't want to yeah we don't want to st- stomp on some feet yeah but, but they said like if you want to drive three hours yeah because they're, uh, yeah they're not by but yeah usually it's where we talk about what we're looking forward to so i mean next week it's like it's wrestlemania week so even if you're not into wwe there's like a thousand and one indie shows next week are there? St- I guess it's Florida, so there is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say because there wasn't last year. Yeah, yeah, they're doing um, it this year. They're doing another. There's Bloodsport again with the main event of Josh Barnett versus Moxley. That should be fun. Oh, that'll there's, be good. Yeah, I think there's another for the culture AJ Gray show. Shout out to AJ Gray. His, uh, those shows are very good. Yeah, there's uh, one show I saw is Brian Cage versus uh, Dirty Dickinson. On some Ooh. show, so that'll be good. That is good. The, I believe um, Spring Break is going to be there. However, it's not Joey Janela's Spring Break. It is Ricky Shane Page's Spring Break. Oh, okay. He won the rights to that pay-per-view <laughs> in their last match. Um, That's funny. I haven't heard any matches from that, but yeah, usually Joey Janela's Spring Break, it's like, like because last That's year, huge. before the pandemic happened, we were supposed to have Orange Cassidy versus Minoru Suzuki, so... Actually, I think it was uh, it was Chris Dickinson that cost him that match. He came oh. in and attacked Joey Janela. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, which confused me. I didn't watch it, but I saw that gif. I was like, Yeah, what? I think there's because I think they're gonna have a match because they've been talking trash to each other on on Twitter. Beautiful, I love it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was hoping this year we'd get the run back of Minoru Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy, but I don't think Suzuki can get out of Japan. Ooh, you know what? I would say there's a very, very good chance that we will see Speedball Bailey show up. Yeah, he made that, that video on Twitter. Somewhere. He made that video on Twitter that got everyone before, hyped. Before he signs somewhere, he's probably going to show up on one of those indie shows and get a massive pop. Mm-hmm. So look for his name. He, yeah. There are only two indie guys that I want AW to sign at all now because they're very loaded right now they don't really have a whole lot of room until the new show shows up and Mm -hmm. i still don't think they'll have a lot of room to to get everybody on that would the only two guys i want from the indies now are mike speedball bailey because he's one of the greatest indie wrestlers of all time Mm -hmm. and he's still young and lee moriarty is also fantastic the apex Mm -hmm. of combat um he'll be all over um, WrestleMania weekend, yeah, and I'm hoping Speedball is as well, but he'll be a secret entry <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to, there's going to be tons of wrestling this next week to watch. 
because it's WrestleMania week. Yeah, so enjoy your weekend, guys, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, see you guys later.